Hello, fellow Robo Capitalists. Hope you're well. I haven't done a video in a few days. I've been traveling in the United States at a mastermind meetup up in Park City, Utah, which is fantastic. And I'm going to share with you some insights from that meeting directly from one of my good friends and business partners, Mr. Ken McElroy. He outlined a deal that he was actually looking at as we speak in real time that shows you the problem that we're going to most likely have with commercial real estate moving forward. This is, most of you guys know my good buddy Kenny, he's right there. And uh, this was him up on stage at our event just a couple days ago. And again, this is in Park City. And he was just, he's kind of old school like Kiyosaki, so he likes to do these flip chart things. <laughs> but he's outlining this deal. And I don't, I don't know if you, no, actually, he was outlining the concept behind a deal that he's doing right now, but these aren't actual numbers. He kind of simplified the numbers just to make the math easy. So usually the, the deals that Kenny is doing are between 20 and $50 million and their apartment complex. If you don't know Kenny, he's uh, one of the a big time investor in apartment complexes. And what he'll do is he'll set up a fund just like a, a hedge fund or something like that, or a private equity fund. And then he'll uh, take that money and he'll buy undervalued apartment complexes. He will fix them up. He will increase the rents. And then he'll just cash flow them, cash flow. And he keeps them just indefinitely. He doesn't flip them. He doesn't do anything. He just keeps and collects the cash flow and distributes that to his investors. And then uh, when the time is right, he'll go ahead and refi. Uh, at that higher price, hopefully if all things go well, and then he pays back the investors and uh, you just keep that train going. So he's been doing this for, I mean, at least 20 years and he survived the 2008 crisis. Actually, he made a lot of money on 2008. So uh, he's seen cycles. He's, he's definitely an OG, I guess. So anyway, uh, he's going over this hypothetical deal that um, and this is exactly like a deal that he's looking at right now, by the way. And uh, it, he, the hypothetical number, though, is 10 million. And this represents a 4% cap rate. So that would be the basically the profit, uh, the net operating income, I think is what NOI is, is $400,000. Okay, so for Kenny to do this deal, he's going to he's going to use debt and equity. So he's going to borrow money. He's going to borrow 5 million. And then he's going to go and he's going to, let's say, set up a fund to raise the other 5 million. And the people who put in that 5 million, they're going to be, they're going to have equity, an equity position. And the other 5 million, that's going to be a debt position. So he said that back in the, in the good old days, if you will, <laughs> for him, when interest rates were very low, the debt, he said he could get at around 3%. And so that payment annually, let's say it was 150000 And he's just doing interest only just to keep the math simple. But the equity, he would have to pay his, uh, you know, because they've got other options out there. So he was having to pay them uh, 6% for these people that actually put their own money into the fund. So for, for that, for that uh, $5 million, he says, Okay, let's say it's three hundred thousand dollars a year. So total, you've got four hundred and fifty. So right off the bat, you say, okay, George, well, that dog don't hunt because you got four hundred and fifty in uh, in debt, but you only have four hundred thousand to service that debt. And Kenny said, usually he would he would not look at a deal like this unless it it was extremely undervalued. And when I mean undervalued, I mean that he could go in there 
and uh, spend a certain amount per door and increase the rent substantially to where he would easily, easily, easily be in the money or, or positive cash flow with a very conservative projection. And usually, obviously, he would like the deal to pencil out with positive cash flow even before he did the upgrade. But he says the problem right now that you're seeing just universally with the uh, commercial real estate market, and we hear office, 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 and that is true. But Kenny's talking about multifamily. He says that a lot of these multifamily uh, investors or a lot of these uh, builders or a lot of these fund managers, uh, syndicators, whatever you want to call them, uh, they bought a deal like this over the last couple of years that was cash flow negative. And now the cap rate is up higher because of interest rates are higher. And therefore, the, the math on these projects doesn't work. So he gave this example. And we go down to an increase in interest rates to where the five million in debt, now all of a sudden you got to pay 6%. And then the equity, you've got to pay them 8%. Again, why do you have to pay them 8%? Because, for heaven's sakes, they can get 5.5% in a, in a three-month treasury. So why why the heck would they give you 6%? Or, or why would you take 6% giving Kenny your money if you could get 5.5% basically risk-free with a three-month treasury? The answer is you wouldn't. So therefore, that money becomes more expensive. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So now all of a sudden to fund this deal, he's got a 6% in debt, so that'd be 300000 a year. And he's got 8% in equity, that would be four hundred. So now you're at 700000 And he's basically telling our, our members that no matter what you do as far as an improvement, you're not going to hit 700000 So the problem here is all these guys that went in and bought in 2021, 2022, when interest rates were low, and they're doing all of their math on a 4% cap rate, now all of a sudden they're having to uh, roll over that debt and they're rolling over that debt at a much higher interest rate and therefore, uh, you know, they're way upside down. So his whole point is going over this simple math is to show you that even in the multifamily space, a lot of these properties over the next year or two will likely go back to the banks. And these are the banks like Silicon Valley, like Pacific West, like Signature, like First Republic, like uh, the Kansas Bank that just went bust last week. That uh, you know, they're, they're, the liability side of their balance sheet is iffy. And so, if these banks get these deals back, these apartment complexes, they're in the exact same position 
as the person who bought them to begin with and borrowed the money. So what are they going to do with them? Well, they're going to get them off their balance sheet as quickly as they can. Well, they're going to have to discount the price substantially to do that. And most of them likely won't even get back what they led to begin with. So let's say, and why is that? Because a lot of these deals, they were lending at, let's say, 70 or 80% loan to value, these banks. So then if the price goes down significantly, they can't even get back what they lent because, you know, let's say that uh, it's just a million or a $10 million deal. So let's say you get $8 million from the bank, you know, two years ago. And now let's say because the cap rate has gone up, now all of a sudden the value of that property is no longer $10 million. Now it's $7 million. Now it's $6 million. So great, the bank gets that asset back, but they lent $8 million. And now they only have an asset that they got to fire sell at six, so they got to take a two million dollar haircut, and that impacts the asset side of the balance sheet. Just like Silicon Valley having to sell off those treasuries and take a big haircut, it's the exact same thing. It's just a different asset. You're taking a haircut on a treasury because the yield went from let's say one percent to five percent, or you're taking a haircut on a property that you had to foreclose on. Because the value you lent at is $10, billion, 10 million, but the value as it stands right now, because of the higher interest rates and the multiple and a variety of other factors, is at six or seven million. So this is kind of the slow-moving train wreck uh, that we hear about quite often in the office space as far as commercial real estate. But Kenny is saying that he's seeing it, he, and, and Kenny's boots on the ground. I mean, he is living this every single day. He's the guy that's out there talking to banks. He's the guy that's out there talking to investors. He's the guy that's out there that's seeing deals and what the prices are doing every single day, 365 days a year. So on this channel, as you guys know, we talk about the macro. We really zoom out and look at things from a 30,000 foot level. But Kenny is looking at it from ground level every single day. And this is what he is seeing. So what is he doing while he's he's rocking T-bills? And he's, if he has deals come to him, he's just giving them offers based on what he thinks the cap rates should be. And that's a lot higher. So he's making sure that he is, he has a massive cushion in there. And if they agree to the deal because they're in a distressed position, then great. And then he gets a dollar for 50 cents. But if they're not willing to take that super low price, then he's, then he's not interested because he understands that he understands the yield curve. He understands we're most likely to have a recession and he understands that cap rates can stay high very, very long and that the prices of these properties could continue to come down. That's why he survived the GFC. And that's what likely why he'll, he'll survive and possibly even thrive in whatever we have come down the pipeline at the end of this year or moving into 2024. So the main takeaway here, guys, is we all know the problems with office. But let's not forget that, that there's kind of storm clouds brewing here in the multifamily space as well, although they're in a much better position than these office buildings. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. See you in the next video.